Hey, today's kind of an important podcast. Uh, I mean, they always are, especially when Stu's on it. You know, he brings all those things that he brings to the table again today on today's podcast. Thank you so much for that that glowing endorsement. You're welcome. You're welcome. I I do appreciate Uh, it. Today, uh, we had Stephen Moore on to talk about the economy. We had a couple of people who are are fighting the uh, teachers' unions uh, comment on what the FBI did yesterday. That's great stuff, don't you think? Oh, I think so. I I fully endorse all their actions. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to go well. That's the kind of thing that Stu brings to the table, and he brings a lot of that to today's podcast. You don't want to miss it. Here it is. You're listening to... The best of the Glenn Beck program. I, I have to play for you in case you haven't seen it, and I can guarantee you haven't seen it. The Taiwanese foreign minister says his country is preparing for war and is asking Australia for help. And I, I want you to listen to this. Uh, he is he is full fledged freaking out here. Listen defense of Taiwan is in our own hands. And we are absolutely committed to that. And if China is going to launch a war against Taiwan, we will fight to the end. And that is our commitment. And of course, during this period of time, we would like to exchange with other countries for security cooperation. And we would like to engage in security or intelligence exchanges with other like-minded partners, Australia included, so that Taiwan is better prepared to deal with the war situation. And so far, our relations with Australia is very good, and that is what we appreciate it for. Okay. Help us. Help us. They're coming. And notice he doesn't, mm. he doesn't use the United States. United States. Yeah. Is there a chance the United States, I mean, we have a no. treat. We're bound to it. Nope. Not a chance. I don't think there's a single chance. Not a chance. That's why he didn't say anything about it. Correct. He knows there's no chance. Correct. Lost cause. We won't even rescue our own people out of Kabul. We're certainly not going to help Taiwan. What are they freaking out about, though? Just because 77 warplanes from China fly over their island? Uh, Is that what they're worried about? No, it was 150. Oh, it was 150? 150 warplanes have now crossed into Taiwan (laughs) and have flown over Taiwan. And that has unnerved them a little bit? Yeah, 56 just today. Just just 56, though, warplanes. A new Ah. record. Because it was 38, and then it was 39, and then 56. Yeah. And uh, 25 fighter jets and nuclear-capable bombers into their air defense identification zone. Mm -hmm. And you would think, okay, so you're trying at that point to provoke something. Yes. You're definitely trying to be shot at. Yes. So that you can respond. Yes. It's getting pretty dangerous. Yes. It feels like it, China has hit a, some weird level of yeah, desperation it does. and anger. Uh, like, I mean, they've mm-hmm. always been terrible, but like they haven't crossed these lines. But you think recently with the collapse of, of that uh, was Evergrande, Evergrande um, they cut off all cryptocurrency transactions in the entire country. Oh, no, no. You know why they Massive did that? energy problems. Yeah, Massive energy oh, problems. Oh, no, no, no. No? No? No. No. Really? No. Oh. You haven't heard? Oh, no, no. No, China has explained all of this. Okay. Oh. They got rid of the Bitcoin because Bitcoin takes so much energy. Oh, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is all part of them going green. Mm-mm. And um, oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no, but they got rid of all cryptocurrencies and, and yeah, because even, any transaction takes so much energy. No, but, but huh. when you're not well, on the same system as Bitcoin, even those dumb arguments don't apply. So it, 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 no, I mean, China, uh, China mm-hmm. is, is very clear on this. Uh, just one transaction consumes one uh one thousand five hundred and forty four kilowatt hours or the equivalent of fifty three days of power for the average household did they <laughs> did they no al- don't, don't, don't address don't any it. of the other cryptocurrencies that have no pr- power profile that's anywhere close to that because uh, they banned all no. cur- cryptocurrency did transactions. Did you know that Bitcoin mined in China uses f- eighty six terawatt hours of electricity? Interesting. And oh, to mine it, yes. Well, first of all, thirds from coal power, they, and that's why they banned it. They're getting rid of their coal power. That's not true. They also uh, nope. banned. They also banned mining a long time ago. That. There, so this is mm-hmm. this had nothing to do with that. Right. Secondarily, a lot of the mining was done on excess hydropower. Uh, mm-hmm. As they were set up close to these giant. Okay, uh, if you want to, if you want to throw in your own little facts here. Uh, well, that was that, kind of what I was. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm just telling you. Spin. I'm just yes. I'm just telling you <laughs> mm-hmm. that Chairman Z has come out and said we are trying. There's no way we're going to meet the world's standards unless we get off of coal, and Bitcoin is part of that. And now we're closing down <laughs> some of our factories and some Bitcoin. of our towns because we really want to hit the green energy demands and. So are they closing the empty towns that they've built? Is that what they're doing? We're going to close down all the well, pretend yeah, some towns of them, some that of no them. one lives in. Oh yes, yeah, some of yeah. them have to close down. Yeah, oh, sure. Wow. They've they've wow. yeah that Evergrande built. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they've they've also shifted imports of coal from Australia. Australia was the number one importer of coal for China, and they said wow. no more. Now, mm. now they've doubled the Mongolian coal that's coming in. Uh, <laughs> and so, but they're going to, they're really, because they learned, they said, you know, we see the writing on the wall with financing and the way Western financing is working. We're not going to be able to build these coal plants. So even though they built all of these coal plants last year, Mm-hmm. They want us to know that they're going to abandon them yeah. soon. And this is what's well, how old were you last year? I mean, I can't even remember. Was I even born last year? I don't think so. Were there dinosaurs? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there might have been. Uh, by the way, their peak uh, coal fired power generation is supposed to happen in 2027. They keep moving mm-hmm. that back, but they're still increasing Mm-hmm. Their coal consumption from yeah, now until 2027, and that, those are their projections. Yeah, but they're going to close them down real quick right uh, now. Really? Right now, they're just, that's what this power out. Don't think that it's some sort of a shortage or, you know, central planning gone wrong. They don't you have know? that. That's they not an issue for them. not an issue. Mm-hmm. No. It all works fine in mm-hmm. China. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and getting coal, you know, no longer getting coal from Australia, that's not strategic. They just wanted to get it from Mongolia because Mongolia is landlocked and it's really close to China where mm-hmm. you got to ship that dangerous coal all the way across the sea yeah. to China. Wow. That's and, uh, the cutting edge of the green movement. I believe Al Gore once told us that. Didn't he, he sure Pat? did. Yes, he did. What yeah. did he sound like when he said it? <laughs> 
What am I, your trained monkey? No, yes, I was are. asking a question. Yeah, yeah, That's go all. ahead. Uh, China is on the cutting edge <laughs> of environmentalism. <laughs> the cutting edge. That's a real quote, by the way. It is. Yeah. It is an actual quote from him. This is this yeah. is the by far the largest polluter <clears throat> in the world. Uh, responsible for what eighty percent of all plastic in the ocean. Uh, responsible for emissions that are way above the United States of America. And they were building the the equivalent of a coal-fired power plant every week when he said it. Okay, I have to change the subject. Mm -hmm. I have to get the update from Baby Roe. Is Baby Roe pro-abortion or not? And we had a prediction yesterday. Yeah, our prediction was it's on ABC the day before the Supreme Court starts, you know, a very controversial year where they're going to decide... On abortion. Uh, and oh, that right-wing court. You know they're going to. They're oh, going to ban they're abortion so nationwide. Right, they're so right-wing. Mm. Uh, and uh, Baby Roe comes out for the first time. And she's on ABC. And I thought, what are the odds that she's on ABC and going to come out and say she's pro-life? Because right. that, that seems exactly like what ABC mm. would run. Oh, totally. If she <laughs> yeah. came out, she's like, look, I really think abortion was bad. I mean, I would have been dead if it was legal yeah. back then. So obviously I'm pro-life. Clearly that interview would air. Yes. Right? Yeah, they would yeah. definitely yeah. make a big yeah, deal yeah. about it. And so it aired it. yesterday. Oh, okay. So what did she say? <laughs> you didn't follow it either. I was hoping you were. <laughs> oh, no, I do know the answer to this. Okay. I, I think I know the mm-hmm. answer to this. You're going to be stunned to hear. Mm-hmm. she's pro-choice no yes but she was very clear about something <laughs> what very clear about something uh-huh. that she wanted to make sure that she was not used by either side and of oh. course the way to do that is say you're pro-choice in the middle of a supreme court hearing right mm-hmm. uh, on na- national television right that's the time that's the mm-hmm. time to do it to mm-hmm. not get used by, by either side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and certainly you weren't being used by being put on television to say the woman who would have been uh, aborted. aborted back in the day is now pro-choice they're not going to use that at all no Isn't don't it? be concerned that special wasn't even <laughs> using her no no, no. no. just the, the thing where she said i don't want to be used was not using no. her. no no, and uh, one one other thing, um, uh, the update on uh, Chris Cuomo's uh, accuser with Megyn Kelly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you hear this interview? It was pretty interesting. Um, she was, so the woman is it was an executive producer at ABC. You know, she's been all over television, a very well-known executive. And she uh, claimed to be um, groped by Chris Cuomo. He hugged uh, her and grabbed her butt. And grabbed her butt and in front of her husband and then sent an email a very legalistic email to deny to to not say that he did it, but also to try to appease her and say that he was sorry. Uh, anyway, she went through the entire story yesterday, and she used the word "groped." I mean, she, that was her word. Uh, she was not happy about it. She said she was talked about how CNN would not hold him responsible. She she tries to she's trying to draw this line of well, don't fire him. Have him go and do specials on sexual harassment and all these things who wants to watch uh, that <laughs> besides him yeah. wait i can do specials on sexual harassment let me on tv again wow okay yeah so uh chris cuomo still working there still has not been forced to address this in any way totally fine totally fine well well you already explained Stu. it wasn't sexual in any way yes he grabbed her buttocks but that wasn't sexual it was like uh you know like a football player to another football player 
Except they're not football players. Yeah, and And football players are both guys. And football players don't squeeze the butt; they kind of (laughs) of slap it. So it's a little bit different. But I'm sure it was very similar. Well, Brian Stelter is all over this. Either that, or he hasn't said anything about it. Yeah. Well, actually, Uh, she mentioned this in the interview. (laughs) Wait a minute. You don't know which one it is. I can't remember which one it is. Huh. It's like uh, the row baby. Is she pro-life or is she pro-choice? I can't decide which one. Uh, Shelly Ross said that you know Brian Stelter had basically given up all of his credibility by not commenting on this. Because which is weird because there's not a lot of credibility to give away. <laughs> That's for sure. You know what I mean? But they obviously if a Fox News person. I mean, do we even have to say this? If no. a Fox News personality uh, was caught in this situation and was it was documented. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Stelter might mention it. <laughs> I, I know. Really? Yeah. I think he might be a little concerned. Huh, right. It may be. And know. he might criticize Fox for not making well. uh, the host <laughs> go on the air and talk about I it. I think this is crazy talk. It's just like, you know, those people who don't believe that China is is intentionally shutting down their own energy supply right now because of the mm. green, you know, the green new deal. That's going to be global. It's going to sweep the world mm. and they're going to lead the way. And they're very concerned about all of the people that worry about the planet. They're very concerned. It almost sounded like you laughed in the middle of that sentence. No, a little I was bit, just, just a little no, bit. Well, I was thinking of Brian Selter's credibility. And, oh, uh, okay. Okay. Not of China's. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 not at all. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. The founder and president of Kids and Country and the author of Standing Up to Goliath. Uh, welcome back to the program, uh, Rebecca Friedrichs. How are you, Rebecca? Hey, it's great to be here. Excuse my scratchy throat. Yeah, no, not a problem. Um, uh, so this is the craziest story I have heard. The uh, NSBA, which you're going to have to explain to me, um, I, I know they represent the school boards, but are they kind of like a union? Uh, but the NSA, the NSBA has asked Joe Biden for protection for the school boards from the FBI. And he gave it to them yesterday. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me about this. Well, this is absolutely disgusting. Disgusting. It's an attack on our constitutional freedoms, and it's, it's the government weaponizing itself against taxpayers, against parents who are trying to protect their children. So I'll answer your first question. The National School Boards Association is a union. It's a union for school board members, and the NSBA claims to represent 90,000 school board members, but that's not true. Many board members are coerced into joining this union, and some school districts even pay the fees for membership with our tax dollars. So these school board members are just kind of stuck in there. Every school board member I know who's ever attended an NSBA meeting has been shocked by the leftist agenda that's being pushed. It's exactly that of the teachers' unions. So the teachers' unions and all their pals in the Administrators Association, School Board Association, Library Association, even the PTA, they're all pushing this same radical agenda. And it's no surprise to me at all that the Biden administration is doing the bidding of these unions because these unions give you know, multiple millions and billions to uh, the candidates who will do their bidding. So uh, that's what's going on here. And America needs to wake up. Um, You know, we're in the middle of a communist takeover in this country. And the unions are the ones behind it. They're the ones funding it and pushing it and uh, using our, uh, you know, elected officials to get this done. Uh, That's uh, 
quite a statement, but I agree with you. We are in the midst. I think we are in a revolution. Uh, one side is is uh, aware of it, and the other side wants to just keep their head buried in the sand. Um, but uh, so so what does this mean? Merrick yesterday said coordination and partnership with local law enforcement is critical to implementing these measures for the benefit of our nation's nearly 14,000 public school districts. To this end, I'm directing Federal Bureau of Investigation working with each of the United States attorneys to convene meetings with federal, state, local, tribal and territorial leaders in each federal judicial district within 30 days. These meetings will facilitate the discussions of strategies for addressing these threats. Are 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 school boards getting a lot of threats like that? Or uh, I mean, what's happening? Wow, you know, this is terrifying. In fact, what it is is it's gaslighting. So these school board, the school board association, is claiming that parents are doing precisely what the unions and school board associations have been doing to the rest of us for years. So they've been bullying us, these unions, the school board associations. If you're an honest, hardworking um, uh, uh, school board member, you could easily be chased out of office by a union. Um, If you're a good teacher doing a good job, you're going to be harassed, a good parent. So what's really going on is they have twisted the narrative, and now they have the government, the DOJ, the FBI, these three-letter agencies that have also been corrupted by these very same unions, uh, 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 attacking, claiming they're bringing benefit. No, parents bring benefit to their children. Good teachers bring benefit. These corrupt unions and school board associations bring zero benefit. They are the threat, but they're flipping it and claiming that we're the threat. This is frightening. And um, and like I said before, America really needs to awaken. Um, and earlier I mentioned this, this communist takeover. Well, I would just like people to know there were some goals of the Communist Party to take over our country. They were read into our congressional record in 1963. And Goal 17 says, get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and communist propaganda. Soften the curriculum. Get control of the teacher associations. Put the party line in the textbooks. We're just watching this come to fruition. Mm-hmm. They got control of the school board associations as well and most other government unions in our country. So it's not only the FBI that's coming after people. Uh, Biden uh, is... I guess going to use the postal service to intervene against threatening letters and cyberbullying attacks. See what I mean? So the post office is controlled by unions too. So okay, let's let's backdate uh, election paperwork. Let's use the post office to harass people and to deny them of their freedom of speech to send a letter through the postal system. This is out of control. This is uh, the weaponizing of the government against the people, and we the people, we the people are sovereign. Uh, we are citizens, which, which means that, that, that we are the leaders. We are, you know, uh, equal, and the, these folks are supposed to be serving us. They're out of control. We need to put them back in their place. So it's going to be a massive fight. Here is, uh, here, here is where the rubber meets the road. Um, I'm, I'm really tired of people saying, well, I'm a good teacher and I'm in the teacher's union. Get out of the teacher's union. You know, quit the teacher's union. I, I know that, you know, people want to change it from the inside and then we'll lose all of our good teachers. Well, if there isn't um, a group of teachers that rise up and school board members who see this and go, I'm not, one, I'm not going to be a part of this. If they don't rise up together, um, we're, we're, we're going to lose. 
We're going to lose. You can't stay silent in your in your job. And as a parent, you can't stay silent. Amen in all capitals, Glenn. We have been speaking out for so many years, and I agree with, I am a teacher, my husband, 40-year teacher, so I can say this. If you are a teacher, and you say you're a good teacher, and you're still paying the government unions, you are complicit in evil. You are complicit in harming children, sexualizing children, harming parents. If you are a good teacher, leave the union today, and then we'll believe you're a good teacher. Good teachers must stand up with good parents, with good school board members. We have something we call adopt a teacher where we ask good parents and and others to just get every teacher you know and educate them because most of them have no idea that we won them the right to stop funding unions because the unions passed a bunch of laws to make it uh, illegal for employers to tell people they've been freed from unions. So please help us to get the work out there. They can find all the information they need on our website. It's called forkidsandcountry.org. And and amen, we must stand together. Things are out of control. We could have stopped this a long time ago if teachers would have listened and awakened and school board members and others and parents and pastors. We all need to stand together. Um, Are you seeing still the groundswell? Because it seems to have gone quiet a bit. Are you still we are seeing the, yeah, we are seeing the groundswell around critical race theory, which, by the way, in this NSBA letter, they lied and said they're not teaching it in our schools. Right. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're, they're implementing it in every subject. Uh, they use, uh, you know, tricky wording to try to make it sound like they're not doing that. But, yes, we see a groundswell around CRT, which, thank God, but there's so many other problems in our schools. What we don't see a groundswell around is people awakening to the fact that the root cause of every single branch issue you are fighting is the teacher unions and their communist agenda and and the other government unions. We have to awaken people to stop thinking their government union is their friend. Their government union is destroying them, their profession. They will destroy your pension that they've promised you at some point if we fall to communism. So um, people have to awaken. Stop trusting these government unions. If we can we, you know, get them out, uh, take away their power, we could fix all these problems. Rebecca, thank you so much. I appreciate everything that you've done. Uh, she's the author of Standing Up to Goliath. She's been standing up to Goliath for, for a very long time. She was a teacher for 28 years. She's also the founder and president for Kids and Country. You can find her at the website for kidsandcountry.org. If you are somebody that wants to stand up in your community, if you're a parent, you must stand up for your community. Go to forkidsandcountry.org. If you are a teacher and you, you, want, you are one of those teachers, you're like, I am not the bad guy here. As Rebecca said, and I echo, the time for being in bed or one foot in each side of the threshold is way gone. You are either in bed with these labor unions and you're contributing to them and you're supporting by just being another number on their uh, sheet. You're either with them and against the parents or you're with the parents against the unions. But these labor unions have got to be stopped. They are the poison that is in our uh, system. And the FBI now treating parents as terrorists should terrify every single American that said, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why does it matter to me?
Because if you don't now agree with what is in your school, you're going to be labeled a terrorist. We must stand together. Rebecca, thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Joins us uh, again, uh, renowned uh, economist and also the uh, senior economic contributor to FreedomWorks and co-founder of Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Uh, Stephen, um, you know me. I have been, you know, calling for doomsday for a very long time, and um, and uh, <laughs> and you know, I I generally my predictions are in the right uh, direction. Uh, but they, uh, you know, my timing is is all off uh, and they have broken all of the fundamentals to try to make anything, uh, you know, try to make everything good. And I think they're just making it worse and worse as we go on. Um, I, 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 I uh, let's first talk about the shelves that are going to be empty next year. What is the impact to the American people? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Glenn, because during that break, during the break we just took, um, uh, 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 I got an email from um, one of my one of my guys, and uh, it says that um, in China and in India, uh, because of uh, energy problems, supply problems, what we were just talking about, guess what? Uh, what uh, energy source? China and India, which I think combined have two point five billion people. Guess what they're turning to? I would say I would I hope that it would be clean energy like nuclear, but it's probably coal. Coal. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It ain't, it ain't windmills and it ain't solar panels. Right. It's, it's coal, and and they're turning to coal because we've turned off the spigots of natural gas and and uh, and oil. And by the way, I I support coal. Coal is this country was built on coal, and we have the cleanest coal in the world in the United States. And we're not producing it, so now they're they're producing dirty coal in in uh, India and uh, China has one thousand coal burning plants, and they're building hundreds more. Do you think they care about climate change? Well, President Z just came out and said he did. That's one of the reasons why they stopped Bitcoin is because it was people for their. For uh, their absolutely. It's like, absolutely. It's like, it's like it's like believing Bresnaf, right? Yeah, right. We, we believe you. Right. Um, so my point is that we that the, the left lives in this fantasy world that they believe, you know, we we are realists. They are fantasists. They, they see the world as they want it to be, not as it is. And so we do have these supply side uh, problems uh, with respect to, the, to this, uh, the blockchain. And it's getting worse. And it's because we are di- dismantling our free market economy. And we're depending more and more on government. I'll give you another example of something I worry about, the supply of our drugs and vaccines. Yes. We've got the, the, the basically Biden wants to take over the the drug industry in the United States. And we're going to run out of this stuff if they do that. Stephen, um, a lot of people aren't paying attention to the cars. Everybody's like, oh, man, you know, the new electric cars are coming and it's all going to be electric by 2030. Yeah, it is literally all going to be. Ferrari will be making all electric cars, no more combustion engines by 2030. Um, All of the car companies are going to this. Um, 
where's all that power? Oh, wait, I, Glenn, Glenn, let me interrupt you for one second. Yeah. You know what percentage of cars on the road today are electric vehicles? Three <laughs> percent? Yeah, you're too, way too high. About 1.8 percent. Does anybody in the right mind other than Joe Biden think that over the next, you know, 15 years, we're going to go from one and a half percent to even 50 or 70 percent? All of the new cars, though, uh, every single company has a commitment to be all electric by 2030. It's crazy. You know what? what? Guess who they forgot to ask? Yeah, the people. Consumers. Yes. The people, right? Look, I don't, I don't have anything against Teslas. I've driven a Tesla. They're wonderful vehicles. I just don't want the government to pay for them. They, we've got a policy. I'm, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. The government is, in this, in this $5 trillion spending bill, going to provide, pay $7,500 to you if you buy an electric car. Where is that money going to come from? And by the way, who buys Teslas? Do you think poor people living in the inner city buy $100,000 Teslas? This is the biggest giveaway to rich people ever. So what are we facing um, with inflation? What is inflation going to be like? Well, it depends. It depends on the deci- the decisions that we. The reason I was so eager to do your show today because I know you have such a well informed and a large audience, folks. This is not a fire drill, right? They we're not making this stuff up. These people wanting Washington right now are cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I mean, they really want to transform America. I mean, Biden said that. He said, we're going to pass this bill because we want to transform America. Well, Glenn, I kind of like America the way it is right now. I don't want to move us towards France and Spain and Italy. They want to move us towards a social, a big government socialist economy. We have to stop them. I'm running a coalition called Save the Country, Kill the Bill with Larry Kudlow and many others who want to save this country from socialism. If we, Glenn, here's the problem. If they pass this $5 trillion spending bill, for the rest of your and my careers, we're going to spend every day trying to undo the damage they're doing. In what, in what areas? Trying to deal with the debt, trying to deal with the massive government takeover of the health care system, the massive increases in taxes that are on our businesses and American companies uh, dealing with they want to reverse. They want to have forced union policies in every state. So I'm in, I don't have a problem with unions, but I do have a problem forcing people to join a union. I mean, I could, how much time you got, Glenn? I mean, I could talk for a half an hour about how sinister this bill is. It's filled with pork. Did you know they have a, uh, they have a provision in this bill that if you're a reporter, uh, you you don't have to pay payroll tax if you're in the media. They want to get exempt the payroll tax, and they also want to exempt um, union dues. They want to make those tax deductible. So they want to give a big sweetheart kiss to the unions and the media. Gee, why do you think they'd want to do those two groups? Oh yeah, they're the ones who made the election possible. Unbelievable! This, this, this is just graft. It's graft. UPS, uh, the USPS, I should say, is launching a banking service. <laughs> 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 That's like, such a great job. That's I know. I know. Uh, they want uh, the United States Postal Service now to be a place where you can cash your payroll check or your business checks and you can keep money on deposit with the U.S. Postal Service. This goes right hand in hand with um, uh, what's her name? Saul Amarova. Uh, right. I was just going to mention that. Yes. Yes. Tell she's people about her. Moscow, she's the one who went to Moscow State University. Right, right. right. And born <laughs> under I mean, the Soviet Union. 
Yeah, I mean, we we you know sometimes say you know the the left uh, the leftists are socialists. This woman isn't a socialist. She's a communist. I mean, <laughs> she she prays. She wants the government. I'm not, folks. We're not making this up. She wants the government to take over the banking industry in America, and she wants the government to take over the the financial uh, industry in America. And the so the politicians are going to make all the decisions about you know who can get a loan. And did you see by the way in this bill, this horrible bill, if you have a financial transaction of more than six hundred dollars, they the change it to a thousand. Change it to a thousand. Oh, okay. I'm a little behind. There's a thousand so, or ten thousand. Ten thousand. They moved like, it to. That's now. like your pay. That's most people's paychecks, for goodness' sake. So you say, your mortgage payment. Uh, you're gonna. This is why they want to hire seventy-five thousand new IRS agents, correct? So they can keep track of everything we're doing. And by the way, who do you think they're going to be tracking? Do you think they're going to be tracking uh, liberal Democratic voters? No. We remember the name Lois Lerner. Remember her? Yep. She was the one who who weaponized the IRS under Obama. What did she do? She went after any conservative group or any conservative donor. That's what imagine what they can do with 75,000 new agents. So where is your uh, (laughs) ray of sunshine that you usually leave me with? Because uh, I think the American people are revolting against this. I, I just see it every day that that nobody voted for this. Do you think people went to the bol- the polls in in, uh, in November and uh, the people who voted for for um, Biden did so because they they wanted ten trillion dollars of new spending and debt? No, I don't. I don't recall that. I mean, uh, so no, there's no mandate for this. You know, Biden says, "Oh, we're going to be like FDR. We, we're going to you know have a new New Deal." When FDR won, he won the biggest landslide election in American history, right? He had a mandate. This this president, some people don't even think he won the election. I don't know if he did or didn't, but the point is it was a razor-thin margin. The Democrats have 50 senators out of 100, and they have a four-seat majority out of 435 in the House. There's no voter man. There's no mandate from the people to do this. The American people don't want it. I think we're going to rise up and we're going to defeat this. I really do. All right. Give me the web address of where people can join your efforts. Well, the best thing to do is just get our daily hotline. I hope you get it, Glenn. If you don't, you know, please uh, get in touch with me. But it's uh, we put out a daily hotline every day. You can read it five minutes. It just has the five or six bullet points and the talking points every day about what's going on with this bill. Just go to the committee to unleash prosperity uh, dot com and, uh, and sign up. And, and by the way, I'm not selling you anything. Uh, unlike Joe Biden, I'm telling you the truth. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. <laughs> but just sign up for that. Okay, I will sign up for it. I didn't know about it. I will sign up yeah. for it. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate it. Okay, Glenn. You bet. Take care. Co-founder Bye. of Committee to Unleash Prosperity, Stephen Moore. Again, the website is committee to unleash prosperity.com. Da, da, da.